0: Greetings and welcome on board WKOK's live telephone talk show on the mark, sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Check them out at sunburymotors.com. Our toll free line will be open shortly. At that time, you'll be able to call 1 800 795 9565. You'll be able to email us at onthemark at WTKOK.com right now. And uh, you can always text us at 70236. We'll launch into our first guest of the week, which is uh, U.S. Congressman Fred Keller of the District in Pennsylvania. Good morning, sir. Thanks for calling in today.
1: Thanks, Mark. Uh,
2: good morning to you and Joe and all the great listeners of WKOK.
0: Thank you. We always give you an opportunity for an opening statement, a, a great opportunity for you to uh, get a quickie open mic in the central Susquehanna Valley. And then we'll start beating you over the head
3: with a club, Fred. <laughs> oh, <dear>. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs>
0: hey,
2: hey, I, I just want to say that, y- you know, uh, the, the one thing uh, that uh, that I miss uh, is you know being able to be out in the community and see all the great outstanding people, but you know we've all got to do what we need to do: CDC guidelines, social distancing, gatherings, that stuff. But we need to you know we need to start working on on opening up our our state and of course our country safely. Um, but you know we need to start doing that, and I think the, the reason that uh, we've been able to flatten the curve is because we know the people that that, that live in PA 12 and across our Commonwealth, our nation. Uh, you know, they're the ones that built the, the greatest economy in the world. They're the outstanding people uh, that get the job done every day. Hats off to them. Hats off to all the people that have been out there making sure the supply lines are, are open and in the grocery stores and in the warehouses and the first responders and the doctors and, you know, everybody that just, just made sure, the farmers, made sure that everything is is uh, still going as well as it can be during this, this time, but, you know, just outstanding people all across our district
0: well we never really had the huge surge in cases around here that was feared so that much is uh, very good and most of our valley and part of your uh, constituency is going yellow this uh, friday what's your view on how fast we should open up uh, pennsylvania
4: well again
2: i think it's going to depend on on the area you, you know where you where you live you look at uh you look at Philadelphia and some of the areas, uh, the, the Northeast there that have, you know, probably gotten people that came from New Jersey and New York and so on. So I, I think it, you know, again, yeah, need to be cautious, need to need to do it safely, but we definitely need to need to have people, you know, getting back to work because again, the best stimulus is you know somebody being able to go to work and do what they, they do very well and provide services that uh, you know make our communities what they are.
3: Well, the Senate's going back to work, Fred, but the House isn't. Why aren't you guys going back to work?
2: You know, that's a really good question, Joe. Uh, I I think we should be. I mean, everybody's talking about more legislation. And, of course, I've taken the position that uh, before we do anything else, we need to make sure the money, because all the money that we appropriated in the CARES Act has not all been distributed when you're talking about, you know, hospitals and different organizations, because you're looking at almost $3 trillion between the three bills. Um, that we did, or, uh, you know, uh, and 3.5. So I guess it'd be four bills altogether. But when, when you look at this and you see what we did, uh, and anything else that we work on needs to be narrowly focused and address the issues of COVID 19. And wh- when people like the speaker are saying, well, it's got to be far reaching and transformative. No, it doesn't. That just means spend a lot of money, quite frankly, and put a lot of policy in there that needs to be deba- debated and vetted in public. And not over Skype meetings, and not, you know, we need to get back to the business of the people before the people so that it can be televised and people can see what's going on. We've proven twice that we can go down there and vote on legislation safely. I mean, I, I was down both times and we did this stuff. I even, the last time I was down, I testified before the Small Business Committee and they had it set up where you had distance in between the the people testifying, and they, you know, you, the microphone covers, and they wipe down the tables, and you wore face masks, and it was your time to speak, and you spoke, and you put the face mask back on, and everything was clean, and you're ready to go. So we've proven we can do it. Uh, so I don't know what the what, what, what the reason we don't want to let the one we don't want to we don't want to do what everybody else is expected to do, and that's start going back to work and doing things, and we don't, and for some reason we don't want to do it in public and have these discussions. Where, where they can be on the record and everybody can see and participate in what's going on.
3: Well, if you did go back to work, one of the things that some of the people would like to see is the bipartisan committee uh, created to provide oversight into the president's handling of the pandemic and the distribution of PPP funds. He's gotten a lot of criticism for $58 million and going to a, a, a friend of his, Monty Bennett, a donor of his. And you oppose that bipartisan committee. Could you tell us why?
4: Well,
2: I'm going to say there's, there's a lot of redundancy in government, and I know they had a lot of committees over the last three years that really weren't designed at getting to get the bottom of anything. They were just designed at a political agenda. Uh, we have the Oversight Committee. We have Inspectors General. We, ha- we have oversight over this stuff. So, again, just creating another committee to go after stuff uh, isn't the answer. It's taking the committees that we already have that have jurisdiction over that and letting them do the work. Okay. There's already an oversight committee. There's already, you, you know, you, you got plenty of oversight in the House and the Senate and, and inspectors general. I don't, I don't know the fact that just setting up another committee to make a political statement to me isn't isn't the answer. We've we've had three and a half years or almost four years of political statements. Quite frankly, I'm tired of it. Let's get down to the work of the people, and, and we will not hold anybody accountable through through the committees that have been in Congress for how many years, you know. So, so really, that's that's the uh, that's the whole point of that.
3: So you have the mechanism; you don't need to create a new one. In effect,
2: no, we don't. It'd well, be like creating another talk show to go on next to you guys, just so we can rehash everything you guys said.
0: <laughs> That you know, might, might be a good idea. That? As long so, as it's on WK, Okay, As long as it's here, right. Well,
2: you No, we put it on a different show. We put it on a different station so we could, you
3: know. Oh, okay. Well, one of, mm-hmm. one of Another
2: a, one, another one.
3: One of your Twitter followers says that uh, you've been on Twitter uh, holding the Democrats, the World Health Organization, China accountable, and they say you never seem to want to hold President Trump accountable for anything, though. Uh, do you hold him accountable for anything, or do you think he should just have carte blanche to do what he wants to do?
2: Well, I don't think I've ever given anybody just carte blanche to do anything they want to do, uh, Joe. I mean, you're the one that when I was in Harrisburg and I I made that statement when Governor Corbett didn't sign the budget, and you're the one that you can ask the governor the following week when he's on the radio about it, there's some lessons, you you know, that you you, you do and you you learn. And uh, if the president needs to be held accountable, I'll I'll make sure that I do that, and I'll make sure that I do it in the right fashion and everything else. Right now what I'm focused on is making sure That what we do in Congress gets spent effectively, gets done to benefit the people, is not far reaching and transformative, but very narrowly focused to address with this. Now let's get on to the the, the
0: business of the people. Well, yesterday, or I guess it was last week, President George W. Bush had a video that really was uh, touching, calling people to some sort of a national unity to put this pandemic behind it. But President Trump, of course, who considers George W. Bush a lousy president, says, where was he during impeachment? He was nowhere to be found. Which side of that do you fall on? Do you like the president's call for you know ongoing uh, name-calling and that sort of thing? Or do you like President George W. Bush's call for national unity.
2: Well, again, Mark, here you, you got to look at the whole thing. I, I think there's probably plenty of people out there calling names. Uh, so you know, again, if, if see what 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 some people want to have happen is do exactly what what has happened with Republicans a lot of times, where we just sit back and we're not allowed we're not allowed to defend ourselves or say what happened. We're just supposed to sit back and let people tell how bad we are because. You know, you hear at every campaign time, Republicans want to, want to end Social Security and do all this other stuff. But as soon as we start to push back on any of that, then, then we're the name callers. You know, again, let, if we want to get down to the truth, let's get down to it on both sides. And, and and let's stop it on both sides. It's not all one-sided. And anybody that says it's all one-sided it, it is not paying attention to the whole news cycle.
0: <laughs> do you think George and, W. Bush was a lousy president?
2: <laughs> I, I I voted for George W. Bush twice, Okay. okay? Is there some things George W. Bush could have done better? Yeah, I'm not going to deny it. But, uh, you know, and are there things that President Obama did correctly? Absolutely. I didn't agree with a lot of his policies, but I, he, everything he did wasn't wrong. And everything President Trump does isn't wrong either. But so no matter what the president does, okay, and I'm going to give you the example. No matter what he does, he's wrong. Why didn't he take action sooner? But hold it, he was the only one to stop the travel ban. When we had very few cases, and he got called a racist for it,
0: he's anti He He's called a xenophobe,
2: <laughs> and, and and he got attacked for the actions he took. Now, now they're saying he didn't do enough. You, you can't have it both ways.
0: Amen. Okay, have you been tested for COVID nineteen?
2: No, I haven't been around anybody. That's. I mean, I've. I'm. I. My wife got one of those thermometer things, and she checks. You know, we check our temperature and stuff like that. But I haven't been around. I'm fine. I have. That. Symptoms.
0: Okay, so you're not in the at-risk category at all. Good. Uh, how about it all. Uh, Governor Cuomo yesterday, well, he has this uh, big news conference thing, and he said states are going to have to seek federal funding. They're just not going to have any option. What's your view on that? States turning to the federal government for some kind of a bailout. I can count. It It takes both hands to count the number of times you voted no on spending bills or budget bills in Harrisburg. So I have a feeling Pennsylvania is not uh, on on the top of your list to get some free money.
5: Well, hold it—that's
2: not even fair. When you look at when you look at uh, the the money that's come in, uh, you know, for Paycheck Protection and all the other things. The, the the I mean, our universities have gotten money, our nonprofits have gotten money, our the the state already got four point nine billion dollars. Okay, Pennsylvania did. They got a billion of that went to seven counties. And I've actually been asking the governor what the plan is going to be to distribute some of that other money for COVID-19 cases. Cause the governor sent a letter, uh, to the Pennsylvania delegation, including the senators asking about, uh, you know, can they have more flexibility? The thing, the thing that and then, uh, I put a letter together and got some of my colleagues to sign on to it that said, show us the plan on how you're planning on driving out the money to the other counties. That didn't get that benefit and i actually put it i had a suggestion that says if you take the same formula or similar similar formula as to what got sent to those seven counties you could you could take 1.2 billion dollars drive it out to the other counties and once you put together the plan drive the money out then i'll talk to you about flexibility because i know oftentimes in politics what happens is somebody somebody says or does something and then then they get what they want and then you don't get everything that was agreed to and you know so you have that done i'm willing to, to talk to treasury and we actually sent a letter to to secretary mnuchin and said hey look you know we would be open to this but i am saying not getting anything and here's a, here's a question i have to ask uh, and i asked the question of the, the governor's folks when we were on the phone I said, how much what was our budget deficit when you know before COVID 19. Because I, I'm again, I get helping out and helping cover some of the costs. That's you know, and that's happening. But for states to say they didn't get anything, uh, that's that's not really fair. And you know, states are going to don't hate to say this, but I'm going to say this: states are going to have to help come up with some of the money too, uh, because can't all. In any case, the amount of money that the state loses on on revenue or anything else, is somewhat going to be dependent upon how that state manages things also. Well, there you you,
3: you bring up a good point there, because some of the states are expecting the federal government to bail them out from their pension issues, which are disasters in places like Illinois, and as you know, not so hot here in Pennsylvania either.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I asked the question of the governor's people. I said, "What was our deficit going into this?" And uh, uh, I knew what it was, but you know, I didn't. It didn't match up with. I'll just say it this way: didn't match up with what they were saying in mid-December. Their numbers didn't even match. And the IFO said, "Our our, in the upcoming budget year, we need about a billion dollars." Or yeah, a billion dollars. I think it was nine hundred and some million dollars. So again, you know, the, the, the governor might want to continue to think, do things but our governor said he was going to keep up with that aggressive spending that he had and this was in a a press release where he said he's not planning on changing any of his his priorities that he had before this well i hate to tell you governor i'm not funding all your your policy decisions that you want to make that have absolutely nothing to do with covid 19 so you know let's have a discussion but let's have an honest one
3: well, one of the things about you not going back to work in in the House is the liability issue that's come up. With the president's push and, and some of the governor's push to open up uh, the Commonwealth or open up states again and going back to normal, it's inevitable that somebody's going to get sick and want to file a lawsuit. Is there anything that's going to be done about the liability issue of, of businesses that are reopening, something to protect business people from being sued by their employees if they get sick?
2: well first first and foremost, and i 'll say this, nobody wants their employees to get sick i mean you know I, you, you, you keep hearing some people 's talking points about how businesses are you know businesses and of everybody i've talked to across pa h twelve their main concern was was the people that, that come to work every day and their employees and uh, so so one thing is we don 't want we don't want people getting sick and it 's sad when they get sick with either covid nineteen or the flu or anything else, which you could get going to work normally in a normal in a normal year. So, you know, but, you know, we do need to look at that. The, the people that need to be held accountable, quite frankly, is the communist, uh, the Chinese Communist Party. And uh, that's who needs to be held accountable for this stuff, because they're the ones that created this pandemic by by not being forthright, not taking the proper precautions and letting this thing spread and, and actually t- saying things that were dishonest, like it didn't transmit human to human. And, and then, of course, the World Health Organization jumping in right on there and and repeating their talking points, so uh, yeah, there's something that we need to do there to make sure. But we need to make sure that that the proper the proper people are held accountable, and that's the the, the World Health Organization and uh, the Chinese government.
0: Speaking of accountability, the Federal Prisons Accountability Act. This would exercise some control over the Bureau of Prisons. <laughs> Tell us about that.
2: Well, yeah, that's uh, and you know this this came out of uh, the surfaced more to to the top for us when we, during this pandemic when we were trying to get the bureau of prisons to stop the movement of the inmates and of course we have the pandemic act too uh which has great bipartisan support uh but this is that you know the the federal prisons accountability act would uh, would make the bureau of prisons director uh confirmed by the senate right now it's uh, you know appointed by the the attorney general and you know there's there's not really any congressional oversight there it's indicative of what the swamp is you know that there's you know, you know, the, the other branch of government doesn't have as much oversight, um, and you know, even even with a, a seven billion dollar budget and thirty six thousand employees and one hundred and seventy two thousand inmates, you know, their their inmate the inmate population isn't increasing, but their budget is, and uh, and it doesn't match up. So I think there needs to be a lot of accountability uh, uh, within this position, and this is a it's actually a, a companion bill because. Leader McConnell has uh, a bipartisan bill in the Senate uh, that does the same thing, and we're just trying to make sure that we can we can get it done and, and uh, bring that accountability that needs to happen, quite frankly.
0: One of our listeners sends a note, says, I wonder where Fred Keller stands on Thomas Massey's House Bill 2859, the Prime Act, which would greatly help with food shortages. Something you're familiar uh, with. Uh,
2: yeah, that's, that, that's the bill that deals with meat inspectors and the U.S. Uh, U.S. meat inspectors and 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 meat processing plants and so on. Uh, there, there's some things I would I would just say to that: uh, we need to make sure that the states would have a plan. I mean, even looking at the whole thing and uh, getting through it, you need to make sure that that, that, the, that the meat supply is safe and everything else. So I'd, I'd want to see what every state has or what the states would have to make sure that uh, you would have the proper oversight to. Su- uh, ensure
0: a safe food supply. All right, and another listener says, "Where do you stand on Prime? same thing?" Oh, is that it's, <laughs> it's a different two number? Two different
3: though. people asking the same question, right? Uh, on Prime the, Act okay. HB twenty six fifty seven numbers, though. Okay, yeah, one's right. gotcha. 2859 and twenty six fifty seven. Are there any differences between those bills, Fred? Uh, the, I'd have
2: to I'd have to look look them up. They're the ones dealing with the the. the uh, processing and so on.
3: Right. Okay. One says it would allow uh, local farmers or processors to sell directly to stores. That's twenty six yes. fifty seven.
2: Yeah, and again again I, I would say that the thing is that's that's okay, but you need to make sure that you you have a plan in place to make sure that the stuff is done safely. You know, and again I don't have a problem with 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 people being able to have free commerce and everything else. But again when we're talking about a food supply, we need to make sure that uh, that there's a plan in place and we just uh you know just don't have 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 zero safety uh precautions in place
3: right you have and that your... can be
2: left up to the state that can be left up to the states
3: do you have any idea when Nancy Pelosi will bring the House back? I understand, and I was surprised that she and Mitch McConnell issued a joint statement when the president offered to provide quick testing for you people, you the members of the Congress. Uh, they both rejected it. How do you feel about that rejection? And uh, if you could tell Nancy Pelosi when to call him back to work, when would you tell her to do it?
2: Well, you know, uh, I'd probably come back in with the Senate. And, and again we can do we can do the social distancing we can do the not shaking the hands we can wear the face masks all this stuff i mean i know early on it said that you didn't need to wear the face mask since the order came out from the governor that you have to wear face masks when i go out in public if I go into a store i wear a face mask i i do that I, I, I do that i practice social distancing i don't uh you know you do those kind of things and uh you know, like I said, early on, it was, you know, they were saying the mask didn't, you know, it sort of as we learn things and evolved. you know, the guidance, the guidance evolved also. But, uh, you know, we can do those same things. Uh, and again, we did it twice. Anything? And the last time I was down there, I wore the face mask and I you know, it, it, again did all the things we are supposed to do that we would that we would normally expect anybody that's going to be going back to work as we open up our economy. Do it safely.
0: Anything you would like to add? Maybe we didn't ask you an important topic. Anything you'd like to bring up?
2: I think we we pretty much covered. Uh, you know <laughs> what, what we were gonna what we had on the list. Uh, Good. Again, I just I just want to say that uh, you know the people of PA 12 are outstanding. Uh, we need to give them the guidance uh, that uh, you know the CDC and Department of Health guidance. But then we need to let people get back and, and do what they do best and that is take care of themselves, their families, uh, their businesses, whether they're the owner, whether the people that, that make the business successful by coming into work and doing a great job every day, the farmers. You know, we just need to have the, the, the guidelines in place and start opening up our, our, our state and our country safely, but we need to do it because that, that is the best stimulus is, is making sure that we, we get things uh, rolling in our supply chain and, and, and take care of one another. So.
3: Good thought.
0: All right. Well, thank you so much, for Keep in touch. We appreciate. Uh, thank you, good uh, Jason uh, Goddessman for us. We appreciate the connection and all your help. So, thank you, sir. Can't yes. wait till you get back in here, and uh, we'll, we'll ask even more questions. Yeah, we miss
3: seeing your smiling face, Fred.
2: <laughs> well, I, I, again, again,
3: I, that, that is the one thing uh,
2: that, that is that is tough because you, you know it, there's no substitute for being out and being able to have that personal connection. And I and people being able to look you know look you in the eye and have that conversation and say hey this is how I feel and this is you know we can do that and there's no substitute for that and I don't think there ever will be I think there always be I mean the president said that last night on the town hall he said you know we do these virtual meetings and and skypes and stuff like that but you know I don't think you ever replace you know that, that, that personal meeting where you can where you can look at someone and you know see, see look him in the eye and see him smile or whatever and yeah. it, it's just it's just different. I think we need to we need to do what we need to do to get through this and once we get through it on the other side then we can we can get back to seeing each other.
0: All right. Thank you so much. I appreciate, appreciate the call. Thanks. Thanks for checking in today. U.S. Mm, Congressman uh, Fred Keller, Kramer, Pennsylvania resident, and uh, talking about really all the things that are popping up in Washington, everything except a meeting of the U.S. House of Representatives. <laughs> that is not on his agenda, unfortunately. Well, it's on
3: his agenda. It's not on Nancy Pelosi's. <laughs> all right.
0: 1-800-795-9565. We could have time for one speedy dialer. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the mark. Uh, No speedy data, but we have one email, one text. A text is left over, but the email is brand new.
3: Yeah, the email says, good morning, Mark and Joe. Do you think the federal government will legalize marijuana to create more revenue due to the lack thereof because of COVID-19? Just wanted to know your thoughts. So that's an interesting question. If they've got to raise money, they may consider all sorts of unusual things to do it. But does the federal government need to raise money? I mean, they just borrow it. Yeah, they do. No, they need to raise some because at some point they've got to pay it it. back. (laughs) They can't keep borrowing it, Mark. Sooner or later, they've got to start paying it back. (laughs) Really? One of the the, uh, pundits I heard over the weekend uh, made a very compelling argument for a value-added tax. Now, that's been kicked around this country for a lot of years, and we're about the only major industrialized nation that doesn't have one. If you're not familiar with it, it it puts a tax at each stage of the manufacturing of a process. Everybody who adds something to whatever it is that's being built pays a certain tax. As opposed to
0: now, things don't get taxed twice. They get taxed at sales.
3: It's like a sales tax, but on the people who build it, and it doesn't necessarily get passed on to the consumer you know, because the consumer never sees it.
0: And to be clear, this means like if Joe makes engines and I build cars and I constantly buy engines from him, we don't pay the sales tax on my purchase of engines because it's going to a final product that will be taxed.
3: Right. So, I mean, they may consider that. They may have to consider some other things, but at some point we've got to start talking about paying this money back, and we certainly, under no circumstances, should bail states out of their pre-existing <laughs> conditions before the COVID-19 pandemic. Well,
0: I could see bailing out Pennsylvania $4 billion in new deficit. I mean, we had a right. balanced deficit, budget. Yes. But uh, <laughs> Governor Cuomo is talking about $100 billion. This is WKOK. Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome back. WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the mark. Now we'd like to hear from you. It is a session of open phones. 90 minutes. Or no, 60 minutes. We already did the first half hour. So we got uh, 60 minutes of open phones right now. So dial them up. 1-800-795-9565. That's 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at at WKOK.com or text us at 70236 on the mark sponsor. By the Sunbury Motor Company. Visit sunburymotors.com to see their entire Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai, and pre owned inventory. They got hundreds of vehicles there in perfect condition. Select your literally perfect vehicle and purchase it online right from your home. Then you go down there, or they'll bring the keys to you and uh, you can sanitize them and you'll be good to go. And it's a great way to buy a vehicle. If you are not ready for a new vehicle, well, then go to sunburymotors.com, make your appointment at the Quick Lane so you can do so in a sanitary fashion, that's ideal. The Quick Land on North 4th Street in Sunbury specializes on all types of service, state inspections. They'll pump you up with nitrogen. you got to be there in person for that. Um, but they'll also pump up the tires on your vehicle, run it through the car wash, put it through the alignment duty. They'll paint it if you send it over to the paint shop. Uh, or if you want to turn it into a great big truck, they'll send it over to the big truck shop. But they can do it all. If you want it on a rollback or towed in the same fashion with one of their great big wreckers, that's a Looks like more of a crane uh, with 10 wheels. Uh, That's what they can do with the Sunbury Motor Company for you. So they would very much like to chit chat with you, talk to you about the opportunities at the Sunbury Motor Company. We do have some very brief news headlines here. Two more residents at an unidentified Northumberland County nursing home have tested positive for COVID 19, according to the State Department of Health. In its daily update Sunday, the department says there are now six residents of that Northumberland County nursing home home who have tested positive for the virus and two cases among their employees. This comes after it was reported Saturday a staff member of an unidentified Union County nursing home tested positive. As for the local numbers, North Hamilton County is up to 99 cases. Montour has 50. Union has 38. Mon- or Snyder County remains at uh, 33 cases. Carved out of the yellow area is troublesome. Columbia County, they're up to 291 cases and 13 deaths. Many of those cases at uh, to nursing facilities in Columbia County. Pennsylvania is banding together with six nearby states uh, to form a consortium uh, to purchase equipment and supplies that have been hard to come by during the coronavirus pandemic. Governor Tom Wolf appeared on Governor Andrew Cuomo's daily news conference Sunday, along with governors from four other states. Wolf confirmed that the deal will help the consortium compete for much needed supplies. Dr. Kathy Keegan, superintendent of Milton Area School District, uh, says that it's very difficult connecting with many of her students.
7: Sometimes we forget that there's
2: 235 school districts in Pennsylvania that are considered rural and we have internet connectivity issues. We've had some regional partners that have worked with us and they've offered deals to our families. We also have provided over 200 hotspots for our families and for some staff who do not have internet connectivity. Our unanticipated cost to ramp up our technology to participate in virtual learning is over $100,000 at this time.
0: You can hear all of her remarks at WKOK.com. Hundreds of protesters chanted and carried signs outside the home of Pennsylvania's governor to protest his handling of the coronavirus pandemic and to call for an end to restrictions on business activity. The York Daily Record reports that 100 to 200 people paced along the street Saturday afternoon outside Governor Tom Wolf's house in York, repeatedly chanting, "Open." up toward the house. Members of the governor's security team wouldn't comment on whether Wolf was home. Open the doors as of Monday was the request of Joyce Cordell of Hamlin in Wayne County, who said from a motorized cart, it's not right to keep us closed up. Her county was not among those two dozen counties that are about to turn yellow.
3: Where else would he be? He had a shelter-in-place order. (laughs) He He ought to be home.
0: Some of them were enjoying open carry, so I have a feeling his staff might have said, um, It would be hard to keep you 100% safe... Uh, Even though, uh, you know, this is, uh, Billy Allred talked about this, and I agree 100%. We have people smushing the issues together, these people enjoying open carry, which they have a right to do with their uh, AR-15s and comparable-looking weapons. That certainly is an important contingent of our population, and I hope that they, uh, you know, are able to do so long into our future history. And we have some President Trump supporters that are out there, and they are using these opportunities to make sure that they're showing their support. But you have people that are protesting to get businesses open up. So you have three separate distinct groups, but whenever the business people show up, the open carry and the Trump supporters pop in too. And I just think really we, we ought to pick a, pick a protest and move on. Well, anyway,
3: you're, you're a big open carry fan, aren't you? Well, yeah, that's re- fine. And it's I think legal. If,
0: if we're going to have an open carry, uh, AR 15 display, let's do it. I'm all for it. I don't have one, but I know who does. I could borrow it. And, uh, I just And that's a good thing. And so as a President Trump rally, we'll have quite a few of those, I think, before November 3rd. would you feel
3: threatened if you went to the governor's house and people were walking up and down with guns? No, <laughs> I wouldn't feel threatened,
0: but I, I think that's, that may be related to why he didn't come out. And maybe he just doesn't come out when there's protests. This isn't the first time that uh, there um, are people protesting outside his house, nor was Billy the first. Uh, anyway, uh, let's see, where are we here? The state DCNR is now beginning a phased reopening of state park and forest facilities. On their website, DCNR says all nine marinas and state parks will open this Friday. And, of course, our Chiquilme State Park includes a fabulous marina. PennDOT reports River Road is open at Lewisburg. That road closed Friday because of high water. The Susquehanna River is crested at all locations. And the uh, Chiquilme State Park Marina Access Road is not open at this time because of water. Hopefully it will be by Friday when we go yellow. Finally, President Donald Trump says a vaccine for COVID-19 will be available by the end of the year. Trump says the U.S. government is putting its full power and might behind remdesivir, a drug that has shown early promise as a treatment for the disease caused by the new coronavirus. Trump commented Sunday night during a televised town hall sponsored by Fox News Channel, Inside the Lincoln Memorial.
3: Now, isn't that a misuse of monuments when you use it for a political rally like well, that? it wasn't a political rally. It was a town hall meeting with the president of the United States. Political <laughs> rally. Come on. <laughs> That's a good one, Joe. You're funny. <laughs> there are times you say these kind of things. I honestly think
0: you believe them. I do believe it.
3: <laughs> okay. uh, I admire the president for being willing to do it. Okay. And they didn't, unlike CNN... You didn't
0: see the irony of him standing in front of a statue of Abe Lincoln? Well, the,
3: the irony was he compared the... It um, the, was one of the stories this morning. He compared the kind of treatment he gets from the media to the treatment Abraham Lincoln got, and he says he believes his treatment was worse. It wasn't. Abraham Lincoln got a lot worse. The difference was Abraham Lincoln didn't have the media to cover everything he said. Right. They weren't. <laughs> there was no media briefing room. No. Well, right. have One call in and one coming in, so... We'll start with you, Chris. You're on the mark.
8: Yeah, I think uh, Congressman Keller is giving us a spiel there. Uh, (laughs) uh, The idea that you can't criticize that Trump gets blamed for everything is uh, just a fallacy and the fact that he uh, closed off travel early to China, sort of is, is uh, you know that the WHO is against uh, travel bans in general principle on epidemics because it gives a false sense of security that leads to greater problems. And the fact that he closed it off and then didn't do anything, uh, and it was already in California and Washington, and then it came in from Italy, from uh, on, on to New York.
0: All right, let's uh, stipulate. Let's stipulate. He's done everything there's, there's wrong.
8: There's plenty of room to criticize everything he did from then <coughs> to uh, about uh, a, a, few, a few weeks ago, where he didn't get uh, mass, he didn't get ventilators, he didn't get swabs, he didn't prepare for anything. Because after all, it was going—it was fifteen and going down to zero. All
3: right. What should we do, Chris? What should we do now? Tell me this. Let's let's impeach him. How? What do you say, Chris? Let's have another impeachment. Won't that be great?
8: I don't think there's time for it.
3: <laughs> <laughs> okay,
0: but what should we do? What should he do? What should we do?
8: Well, you know, I thought his uh, three uh, standards for opening up were good, and I've mentioned that before too, and and what did, what did he do not follow them
3: well the states are
8: not following them the and he's not follow he's abandoned them now completely too
3: but when he he's claimed on
8: full open up
3: when he vote. claimed Chris when he claimed that he would deter- make the determination of when the country opened up again, everybody was appalled the Democrats were appalled. you don't have the right. The states have the right. It's up to the states. Now you're saying that the states should have listened to the president. Well if he had you know if they had not challenged him on his decision to open up or when he would open up, then maybe we wouldn't be in this position. What do you mean? Well, maybe he would Maybe he would have stuck to those recommendations, but as it is, the governors didn't want to be told what they should do, and everybody on the left said, oh, yes, not him. he can't do that. He can't tell us when to open up. It's the governors. It's the governors.
8: I don't know if everybody on the left said that, but uh, state uh, governors, uh, the fact that he didn't shut anything down in the first place sort of implied that... Uh, no, it was their decision. You made us decide when to shut, shut it down, and, there, and we had to do that on our own. And the states that uh, did it early were the ones that were right.
3: Well, shouldn't the states be the ones who determine how they handle things? I mean, not one one size doesn't fit I all.
8: Think, I think, mean, like I said, I thought his standards he set for the states were very good. But, of course, he didn't stick to them.
3: Well, you say he didn't stick to them. Did the states stick to them? The states have well, the call? Have, well, it, what should he, he have done? He,
8: it's not a matter of... Uh, whether he made it absolute law or not, but whether he uh, talked seriously about sticking to those standards. Does and it he mean, hasn't.
3: Doesn't mean the states would have done it.
8: Doesn't mean it, but it, uh, it is a, uh, it is how he, he led. And now he's leading away from the very thing. You know, he, he changes his mind every two or three days about everything. So, And then he talks contradictorily before that. So he, it's really results in a total lack of leadership. So
3: he should be uh, he should hold on to whatever idea he originally had forever, and he shouldn't be influenced by changes no, and conditions. I didn't say that. You said he, he, he said he changes every everything. Days, well, so
8: sometimes in the same press conference he'll say contradictory things. Sometimes you know? it's it's not a good way of doing things. And the the cutting off the CVC uh, for telling the truth, and then. Uh Reporting the Labradoodle guy with no medical background to head it and cutting off uh, briefings by the CVC itself seems uh, ludicrous.
3: What CDC briefings did he cut out? I mean, he, the ones he was taking part in, he stopped, and they weren't very productive, to be honest with you. What more it, would you have them the say? CDC
8: has its own had its own briefings until he didn't like what one of them said,
3: which that was woman, actually okay.
8: accurate fired her or moved her removed her from the job and then reported the labradoodle guy with no medical background to immediately cut uh, cut out all CVC briefings
3: well I don't think you need two or three different briefings every day if the president's having one no, with dr. fauci and dr Burks that's enough I think
8: no but I think uh, having the CVC talk without the political double-talk that...
3: Uh, oh, so about, uh, Fauci and Birx are politically double-talking. I got you.
8: What? No, I, th- I think... That's uh, what you said. They, they, have, they have caved to the President's wishes oh, many times and okay. how they phrase things so carefully. So they have
3: no integrity, they're just going along with the President. I think they
8: have integrity as much as they can without thinking they're going to get fired. And then their the replacements will do you know, worse. I
3: hate to tell you, but I don't think Dr. Fauci gives a tinker's damn about whether or not he gets fired. I think he speaks the truth as he sees it, and as he hears it, and as he knows it. I, th-
8: I think he has enough influence that he can talk a little more honestly than the rest of them. Burks was definitely uh, tailoring her stuff to what Trump wanted.
3: That's in your opinion?
8: Uh, that's in my opinion, yeah. Okay. okay. And I think there's a lot to back that up when you look how she phrases things, how she gently uh, corrects them without trying to really contradict them. It's like, I uh, remember uh, Frank Gifford and Howard Cosell. Frank Gifford was always correcting Howard Cosell without making it really seem like he was correcting him. Uh, that's pretty much what it is. And, or you could do Bill White and Phil Rizzuto if you were a baseball fan, I suppose.
3: <laughs> okay.
0: Or you could do Joe and I. Either way. All right. Any last statement? we got to take a quick break. we got a caller waiting.
8: Well, there, there's a lot left to be desired in Trump's leadership, his contradictory things. And he's still talking nonsense about uh, when the vaccine is going to come and, oh, we're going to get the mass there soon, whatever. So he's speaking uh, we're nonsense. The, the test there soon.
3: He's speaking but nonsense. We never know a
8: date, we never know what's being sent. And in the past, when he said the the tests are going to come, he had the test come, but then they didn't have swabs and the other stuff to go with it. Available.
3: So he's speaking nonsense when he says there's going to be a vaccine in December, and Dr. Fauci says, well, maybe January. That's nonsense, huh? Uh,
8: I think uh, Fauci has been pushing a year and a half. Uh,
3: he said over uh, the weekend, he said January.
8: Well, he's, uh, he's changed his tune a little there, hasn't he? Oh, it's yeah, yeah. Until, I'm sure that's uh, just to uh, accommodate the president. So it was a year and a half. <laughs> and I hope they have it by September, but, you know... Who
0: knows? All right, okay. we got to go. Thank you so much, Chris. Really Thanks, appreciate Chris. the call. Why can't we have it? Can we have it by June? Why not? All right, one eight hundred seven nine five nine five. It might kill you, but we'll have it.
9: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, I'll tell you what. Everybody feels great after enjoying the newly, rapidly expedited, untested uh, vaccine. All right, we'll take a quickie break. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show. On the mark, one 800 795 is our telephone number. Call us now. If, uh, if you're happy with what the governor's uh, doing, clap your hands and
3: call us. If
0: you're unhappy with... Uh, Governor Tom Wolf, hiss. let us know.
3: Call in and hiss. Okay. That's fine. Um, let's see. <laughs> well, We have some texts here. One of them says, Chris, Chris, your TDS is on full display today. What did the states do back in January, February, and March to help themselves? Nothing. They were inviting people. Um, they were inviting people. I, I don't see the rest of this. Do you? They were inviting oh, I guess people. We're missing a panel. We're missing a panel. All right. They were inviting people, I guess, to, uh, to come come into their states. To come into their states. Continue well, and visiting. Nancy Pelosi was inviting people to go to Chinatown and um who was it that said devoting and, um, uh, and inviting people to visit their cities in large crowds
0: chris read oh. the us constitution the feds can't tell the states what to do within their
3: borders concentrate on the 10th amendment chris okay well where did you find that all right i see it i made it up you did there it was, was a transition missing <laughs> all right one word okay. or one panels missing and then uh, to all americans who want to be stupid go get the virus don't say you weren't warned <laughs> Well, a lot of people have already
0: had it. That was one of the things in Penn Live last week that this UPMC doc out in Pittsburgh says uh, they're they're doing random testing of individuals, which I think is a fabulous idea, but would, would be expensive. But in any event, they're finding a lot of people have already had it in a mild version and or have antibodies already, you know, because of, you know, some contact that they already had. And some of that, they date back as early as January that people contracted it and enjoyed it mildly or not at all and developed antibodies to it so um,
3: well we really we, you we know, never let's really face had it. the plunge that we were talking about we don't know what you know w- where this is we can't see it I mean if we could walk down the street and see it and avoid it that would be great but you know I I still go back to what I've said all along. Everybody has a level of risk they will accept and a level of risk they won't accept. And if I feel unsafe going out, I'm going to exercise my common sense and I'm going to stay home. But on the other hand, if I feel I can safely go out with social distancing, wearing a mask, and other precautions like hand sanitizer and washing my hands, not touching my face, sticking my fingers in my mouth or anything like that, why should I not be allowed to accept that risk? And it's like some states, I mean, the wild stuff is some states are letting people, uh, the barbershops open up again. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and
0: that is the, the prime transmission topic. Doctors talk about the fact that if you're within the presence of someone else for more than 10 to 15 minutes in close proximity, well, then you fumigate each other, <laughs> to be a lack of another word. Fumigate? Right. You, 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 the fumes of each of you and the virus, if one of you has it, escapes the mask. That's when it gets around. It's in your breath. And, uh, and that's when you do exchange it to people. When you're in the presence of someone else for so if 10 I or wear 15 a mask
3: or more if I wear a mask longer than ten or fifteen minutes it has no efficacy there's nothing no value to it if you are in the presence if you have
0: the disease and you are in the presence of someone else for more than a half an hour it is quite likely that they would come in contact with that virus that's a mask is just a cursory precaution in order to show that you 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 Consider the slight possibility that you may have it, and you don't want to transmit it to anybody else. And then, of course, it also, I don't know what the, let's say, it has a 5% effective rate for preventing you from getting it. But I don't know what that
3: number is. I don't know whether we can call this up or not. I don't know whether we can call this up or not. I'll try and find it. But my wife found something on the Internet that was an absolute riot. It was a woman explaining the coronavirus restrictions. And, oh, I saw that <laughs> and it was it was a riot right. i mean it, it, you may not leave the, your house except for so those m- reasons where you may you may leave your house right you may not and, drive unless you're going to one of those places you right. are permitted to drive and to. if you are not able to work, you can get another job where you can work unless you can't work I mean it just really <laughs> right. I did it see pointed that. out the insanity of this whole thing, and it is i mean chris's Chris, people people have a, a you know the president tried to enforce a national standard people would be uh, up in arms oh the man is obviously. Power man, he's, he's the insane. He's off the rails, <laughs> but you know, so he lets the states do it, and the, oh well, he won't even give us leadership. So who do yeah, we it's have a no
0: win situation. Buzz, <laughs>
3: you're let's on. Put the your line. glasses on, old man. <laughs>
9: <laughs> Hi guys, how are you?
3: All right, and you Buzz.
9: I'm good. I just uh, had to marvel at something. I've been meaning to pass this on. It doesn't have anything to do with what you're, you're talking about, but it's a little lighter fare here. Yesterday. Uh, and today, yesterday I was in, going, going to Wise's in Sunbury, and today I'm just passing in Lewisburg, and I'm, I'm calling it the Death by Donut thing. People <laughs> pulled in to the donut shop there, lined up so far into the street that they're actually parked on the highway or blocking the street in both directions waiting for donuts. <laughs> it's the same thing on 4th Street yesterday, right now in Lewisburg. You can hardly even get off there at the end of 4th Street because cars are waiting in the street there. I mean, you, people are dying for
3: donuts here. Well, it's not just there. I saw the same thing at Arby's in Shemokin Dam over the weekend. Cars were backed up into the at the uh, Arby's. Yeah, into the yeah. Arby's. They were backed all the way around the building trying to get into through the drive-thru. Oh, so, so I guess that's the problem because they can't go inside. Maybe if they could go inside the donut shop or go inside the restaurant to do their picking up, there wouldn't be that problem. But you're right. It creates some serious traffic issues
9: really does. We I think so far we've been fortunate there haven't been any mishaps but you know there's going to be and uh, it's just a that people don't have the foresight to realize the danger they're causing others it's just typical of many folks today it's about them uh, they're have no sense of anybody else's space or rights or opportunity. So all the Republicans are lined up there
0: for donuts. Another senseless donut-related
3: accident. So is no the last Democrat thing ever buys a donut. Do I understand you correctly?
9: <laughs> no, we
0: we haven't delivered. Okay. <laughs> oh dear. All right. Thank thanks, you, Buzz. Guys. That's
3: because you're so affluent, Buzz. <laughs> you can have them delivered. Right. Okay. Right. Uh, oh, Dale,
0: Dale, you're on the mark. Thanks for waiting. Sorry, I guess you missed your opportunity earlier, but thank you for calling back.
10: Yeah, I think that Fred didn't mention nothing about reducing the size of government, but uh, now we're going to be dependent on upon the federal government to support the states, and well, the Fed's no longer going to print money, and now our federal government has to make sure that our five big corporations make big money because they generate money, and that's going to have determine how they get their money for budgeting. So, I think that most. Everybody's going to put a couple more straws on everybody's back, and these big uh, corporations are going to have more liberties and freedoms, which is going to cost, you know, normal folks more liberties and freedoms. So I just think that uh, we need to address that. I don't know.
0: Well, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's, you know, I I think you're alluding to what... Oh, oh, sorry. Well, so
3: much for that conversation. Well,
0: whomever cares. (laughs) If if not, Dale... I mean, you are alluding to really the heart of the matter that you see protesters at the governor's house. You know, public health is one thing. And if if there were an actually black cloud plague that was overspreading Pennsylvania, of course, you could order stay at home and maybe that would make more sense. But you can't see this. We're not having any surges. We hardly have any cases around here. I have always argued since since the end of February that we shouldn't do any shutdowns here until we have a few cases. I know everybody says, well, then you, you overwhelm the hospital. But I, I don't think we would have, and we certainly haven't now. So that's, I mean, that's fantastic
3: that we never did do that. Well, and you look at UPMC where they've decided that the virus isn't serious enough, and they're going back to they're opening well, up. Everybody again.
0: is. Everybody's going to start elective surgeries. Yeah, you know, events.
3: Well, I think a, they're going beyond elective surgeries. I think they're going back to opening up. Okay. Well, and
0: they know that there will be a surge as we get their part of the the soft opening, if you will, the switching to yellow. So they'll have, uh, there'll be an increase in the number of coronavirus cases. But it's not going to overwhelm their hospital, they feel. Plus this this thing, and this was a UPMC doc, although in Pittsburgh, not up in Williamsport, talking about this, people have all kinds of antibodies in them from this ailment. Some people just don't get it. They develop, you know, like you would get a flu vaccine, so you get the flu, but you have the flu antibodies and you don't get it. So some people just don't get it. And even before, some people just don't have the right...
3: Makeup or whatever to get it. Now, other people do. Well, let's face it: uh, the precautions that they're putting in place. If we keep them up, there might be a reduction in the number of actual flu cases every year, and there might <laughs> be an actual reduction in the number of people get the common yeah, but cold. At what, what cost? Jeez. What? Well, I mean, washing your hands. There's a large. Oh, you cost mean to the, that?
0: the precautions that you, the normal precautions
3: right. we take. Well, if we wore the masks, hand sanitizer. All the time. Right. Well, we'll take callers. Uh, Joe, read that email, and we'll take a all quickie right. break. Uh, the prime act currently has 31 co-sponsors in the house including members of the republican democratic and libertarian parties and a broad r- there are libertarians in the house uh, and a broad range of ideological persuasions including hardline conservative representative steve king a representative from iowa moderate representative elsie Stefanik from new york and far left rep uh, rashida Taib, or is it taib or Taleb to let t- 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 taleb 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 okay but, uh... Uh, democrat of michigan in the senate It is sponsored by Senator Angus King, an independent from Maine, and has three Republican co-sponsors. So there is some bipartisan support for that bill, which would allow meat to be sold more readily,
0: Right directly to stores and uh, still with an FDA inspection, but it doesn't have to go to an FDA inspected meat processing plant, which they're having difficulties. But farmers are quite capable of producing. What, what are you
3: playing with over there? Oh, my little <laughs> clippy. Somebody <laughs> left a clip
0: here for me to play with, and that was a mistake, huh? Yes, it was. Okay. All I could hear
3: was that you're playing oh, with that clip. It's
0: been here a month. I've <laughs> left it alone, but now I couldn't resist. But anyway, the, uh, the. Well, we'll have to dig into the bill and find out what the elements are. Um, doesn't sound like Congressman Keller's uh, wildly opposed to it, so hopefully that will well, go now, through.
3: Well, now, we, when we had, at the start of this thing, when people said, people are buying up toilet paper in large quantities... And now the toilet paper industry, I guess, went through the roof. They made a lot of money. And now we're saying, well, we may not have enough meat. So what's everybody going to do, rush out to the grocery store and just buy random meat for the sake of having it and freezing it? Well, I don't know. There's
0: still enough meat in the stores, at least as of last week there was. So maybe the price will go up. But you can always – you have wide alternatives to go to. You can go to farmer's markets, and there are typically one or two meat vendors at bigger farm markets. Now, you don't see that – or you can go to Fisher's meats; they got plenty right. of meat. Well, they're and killing what a
3: hundred thousand chickens. Didn't we have somebody on last week who said they participated in killing all these chickens? Oh, I think he used the word million. Oh, hundreds of thousands, thousands. hundreds yeah. of
0: thousands. So, so I mean,
3: yeah. we're, if there's food out there, then we need the president needs to put an order in place to see that it gets processed and gets to people. But that's why I think this whole issue of liability is a major concern. I don't think if the if the government says you should go back to work, you can go back to work. I don't think individual businesses should be subject to the liability of being sued by their employees if the employees wind up getting sick.
0: Well, There's if, no guarantee they wouldn't have gotten sick the, anyway. That's only if the employer has taken precautions. You have people that are being asked to work at places where the employer is not taking precautions, and so therefore, that's different. You know, if, if people start this soft reopening on Friday, they go back to their employer and they're not sanitizing, nobody's wearing a mask, the bosses aren't wearing a mask, the employees aren't asked to wear a mask, the places aren't being sanitized, on a regular basis, um, and the other steps that escape me at the moment, that these things aren't happening, at least not in the diligence they're supposed to,
3: well, then, even then, you shouldn't be able to sue an employer? No, I think you and under those circumstances, if nobody's taking any precautions, but the whole idea of opening up again is that it comes with conditions, and those conditions are spelled out. And if they're not followed, then, yes, they should be able to sue. But if they are followed, and no one can prove that, you know, they aren't, uh, then I don't think employees should be able to sue, because you can't guarantee that that's why you got the disease. You could have gotten it somewhere else. Well, according to one of our good listeners, uh, half the
0: employers around here aren't even familiar with the guidelines. They don't even know what the rules are. They were supposed to appoint a, uh, if you have at an essential workplace, like at a meatpacking plant or here or anywhere, you're, you have an appointed pandemic control officer that oversees these rules. You're supposed to post them at, uh, like in plain sight so people can see what the rules are. There's a lot of employees out that didn't do that. Now, we did all that here, so we know that's happening oh, here.
3: Who's our pandemic control and officer? Who do you here? think? You. <laughs> no, no, no.
0: <laughs> I'd shut us down, give us all
3: raises I mean, and stuff. A send new us title, home. Pandemic Control Officer. We do a two week. Must be Kevin.
0: Weekend Kevin qu- gets yeah, every Kevin, title around. Kevin gets everything. <laughs> all right, we got a caller waiting. I do have to take that promise break. Stand by, stand. Hang in there. We'll be right back.
6: Star Wars. Oh, it's Star Wars. May Fourth.
0: May Fourth. Thank May you. May the Fourth
6: be with you. Right, I got you. It's Star Wars Day.
0: I like four twenty better. That's the marijuana day. I got you. All right, one eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. One toke over the line. <laughs> Thank you. Stan, you're on the mark. Thanks for waiting. <laughs> He's laughing. Good morning. One
5: toke over the line. Okay.
0: <laughs> Do you want some marijuana?
5: <laughs> yeah. Uh, as far as meat shortage, in this area it could happen. My my son, as I've told you in the past, does the ship thing with uh, going and grocery shopping and delivering groceries for people. Last week he calls me up and he says, you'll never believe what happened. I says, what? He said he had an order. Now he just delivered this order because the uh, Howard lady ordered it, the uh, store did the shopping, which is wisest. $1,400 order and the majority of it was meat
0: <laughs> so somebody's stocking up
5: yeah it filled he said he has. He drives a subaru legacy which has a, you know, a normal sedan has a trunk he said the meat just filled up his trunk
3: <laughs> hope she got so, it in the freezer quickly
5: <laughs> well that's what he wasn't sure about but it, uh, she says, yeah i got a chest freezer i hope it all fits is what she told him
3: <laughs> i hope it all fits
5: yeah. That's I a mean, good old I, it's, 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 it's insane. But, you know, they order this stuff online, and she, her statement was, well, I can't really tell what I'm ordering what I'm ordering. It was like over 300 meat items. I don't know what all she got, and I don't think he did neither. He just unloaded it and put it in, <laughs> but... uh yeah, it was, you know. So, ship It was insanity. You know, <laughs>
3: maybe maybe she's like the Chinese. She's buying it, hoping to resell it later at a big profit.
5: <laughs> uh, I'm thinking not. Either that or she she didn't have room. She might even knew people that needed a little extra meat. I don't know. So, but, shipped. Uh, Yeah,
0: your son does the shopping in the store, so he went through the store with a cart, right? But no, no not, not so on that work? one.
5: So, so they do both. Okay. Sometimes he does, uh, but they also on that app. It's through Wise's. They can order whatever it is, and then the people in Wise's go and pick the order, and right. then he just picks up the delivery, and then he delivers it.
0: Yeah, you see that all the time. You see a worker going up and down the aisle like they're right. shopping, and you know that they're shopping for shipped or the Wise They have a different kind
3: of, kind of cart with paper bags in it, because that's about the only way you get paper bags. Oh, wise to go. Well, I
0: know they do that in Giant. Now, I'm not sure
5: about Wise's. Oh. Okay. Uh, I've, never, I've never seen them do it in Wise's, but I have seen them do it in Giant. Yeah, they use those big paper bags. But okay. yeah, so that's that's the way the apps work. But yeah, I mean, people doing that, yeah. But I, I, around here, you're right. We probably won't have a meat shortage or a problem, unless all the farmers have to kill their animals because they can't send them anywhere. But you know, there's probably enough small local shops like out the Georges out there, outside of uh, Milton. You know, they're they're one that you can go get at the store in Rothmull's over here. They well, I, they used to set up over at. Uh, uh, what's the silver moon uh, flea market but they uh, you know that's been closed for who knows how long so that hasn't happened yet so but right. yeah i mean uh, but in the big cities uh, i'm thinking they could show, have some problems and we'll just have to
0: wait and see. All right.
3: Thank you so much, Stan. Appreciate it yeah, Thanks.
4: Right.
3: Uh, read one of those emails, and then we'll get the next it caller going. Lines at Fast Foodies and Shemokin Dam? You are so right. We found that at McDonald's and Arby's in Shemokin Dam, unreal lines to order, but probably 15 cars on the other side waiting for their orders to come out. We gave up, came home, and ate without a line. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh,
0: Bobby, thanks for
3: calling in. You're on the mark. Yes. Um, uh,
7: good morning, everyone. As far as... Uh, an employee being concerned if the employer is doing safety uh, uh, checks and all that, of course, uh, you know, when I worked at the nuclear power plant, I mean, every day you're inspected when you go in and when you leave. Now, I don't know about the office workers, but I mean, when they had those outages, of course, safety precautions were made. And then uh, I had to specifically wear uh, mask. Well, not just not just masks, but shields and gloves and all kinds of things. So, in certain industries, they're used to doing that. It's just that now we have to to start up again, and and the safety precautions should be, uh, um, I can say, upheld by the employer. But it's different in every industry.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, that's so true. At, yeah, we, we don't least, have but, to. Yeah,
7: you know, but at least something ought to be considered that way. Um, but then again, there's this, you know, you can't just snap your fingers and start everything up either.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, and up until March, we'd have big meetings here, and, uh, nobody, of course, nobody would ever wear a mask in the building. That was unheard no, of. I've, and, uh, took no particular precautions. Of course, people are encouraged to wash their hands at that time, but we uh, have a very low low illness rates around here. So, All right, we got you, Bobby. I thank thank you. you. Thank you so much. Appreciate the call. Demos, thanks for waiting. Hey,
4: good morning. Good morning. I want to ask something. You believe in the herbs?
0: Believe in what? It's
4: the therapy of the herbs.
0: Oh, do you mean to eat them, or drink them, or smell them, or burn them? Herbs. Yes, sir. Okay. Uh, You
4: believe the oak tree can cure the coronavirus?
0: It probably could help, I guess, if you had the right one, right?
4: So, if you take the skin from the oak tree and boil, and wash your mouth... And drink a little bit because if you drink too much you got a cup of, uh, you can go on the bathroom you know you got um,
3: okay I got gotcha. okay. you okay better right. better let it cool off again before you you know if you're boiling it you want it to cool down properly right
4: uh, and the thing is that uh, that skin of the oak uh, cured the tuberculosis before the Greek uh, doctors and uh, two thousand years ago
0: oh you mean the okra I think he means oak, oak yes. trees. Oak trees. Oh.
4: If you try to smell it because the, the coronavirus hit the, the bronchos, right?
0: So you're saying that's a, a home remedy for, to avoid getting coronavirus?
4: Yes, to avoid and maybe cure.
0: Okay. Hey, maybe they'll use the extract. And you're saying the extract of an oak tree?
4: The oak tree, the skin. You oh, clean okay. the skin on the, the little branches and the leaves and boil.
0: Oh, from the branches. Okay. Gotcha.
4: And the skin. Right. And boil. And this, if you got any infection in your mouth or in uh, your body, the next, uh, the next day, gone.
0: Gotcha. Okay. Huh. All right. We got you. Thank you. Yeah, sound.
4: The doctors to try that.
3: Okay. All right. Thank well, you. Yep, I we'll th- th- try it out. I've All got right. two oak trees in my yard. If I find anybody peeling the bark off of them, they're going <laughs> to be in get trouble. get their own medicine. <laughs> right. Well, that'll happen. All right. Uh, read the upper right-hand corner, and then we'll so take a break. How many out there think that barber shops and hair salons are so essential? I do. Can't believe they were excluded. Just ridiculous. Oh, yes, Governor Wolf doesn't have much hair, so he could care less. <laughs> well, you could say the same about me, but you I care. care. <laughs> well, you had a haircut. Who did that? My wife. Okay. Uh, if I had to do it again over the weekend. I bought okay. one of those home hair cutter sets. Right, right, right. She's done it twice now, so... Well, my lovely bride cut out my ears. You can't tell because of my headphones, but see that? Oh, yeah, she did. All right, there's no hair hanging over I was over supposed to do today. the
0: sideburns, too, but I forgot <laughs> when I was doing my uh, goatee. All right, well, listen, we'll take a quickie break, but we invite you to call us now. Now is the opportunity. Last-minute callers, here you go, 1-800. Oh, wait, well, let's answer the question. Do you think barbershops and hair salons are so essential? I do, if, and I think the gyms are essential. Okay, one 800 795 If you want coronavirus Go to your nearest barber, hair salon, or gymnasium. Oh, come on. That's not true. Or not. 1-800-795-9565.
6: When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guy's
0: Welcome back to KOK live telephone talk show on the mark. How many out there think barbershops and hair salons are so essential? I can't believe they were excluded. Do you think barbershops should be open? Yes, I think they should not be. I think that's precisely how I think the gym should be open. Okay, I think that's exactly how you I need do the gym to open. The virus. Oh, you want your gym? <laughs> well, I I don't see why a gym. You don't have anyone near you at the gym, and you well, can clean you, you the do, heck Well, you do, but I
3: mean, they they can say every other piece of equipment. I mean, the equipment is somewhat close together. Right. But just like you know, if you said, okay, one, three, five, seven, and nine, you can use. You can't okay. use two, four, six, or eight. Okay. You know, you're Would you're you maintaining... be six feet apart, or that you'd be five feet anyway. You wouldn't be six feet apart, okay. but you know, you'd be far enough apart that it wouldn't make you shouldn't make your, much difference. Your treadmill. Uh-huh. No, I want my recumb my bike, my bike and my treadmill, and trainer. my. <laughs> you want it all, okay? I want my um uh, the uh, what do you call it um, sit up thing, sit up machine. I want all that stuff. <laughs> okay, the sit up machine. <laughs> I think that's what it's called. All right, Chris, what's your view on this? Go right ahead.
8: Oh, I was going to talk about. The, the, they said I didn't what the states did. Well, California shut down early, and the San Francisco area, very early, and. California soon after and that was uh, one thing that was a very brave thing to do at the time uh, nobody else had shut down yet nobody had even talked about it for the most part and that really set the ball rolling for sh- shutting down states oh, okay uh, okay and and uh, one of the things uh, Fred cook talked about too was the deficit uh, you know when the economy is going good, as they claim it was, Uh, you should be cutting down on your deficit, not increasing it by a trillion. If they hadn't increased the deficit by a trillion we'd be in better shape for bailing out now.
0: All right, got to go. That's uh, that's it. Thank you All so right. much, Chris. We'll leave it there, then. All Thank right. you very much, though. Appreciate it. One of our listeners says, I don't think the gym should be open. It's an airborne issue, not just proximity. How do you really exercise with a mask on anyway? Then you saturate the mask with moisture, and it's not going to work. I don't think that's going to work, says one of our good listeners. Well, they, they're obviously wrong. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, she's uh, just one of these doltish... Uh, ICU nurses out and there. you
3: have to take the benefit of getting exercise, and I think the benefits are greater than the risk. <laughs> it, says, it says you. All right.
0: I, I, I need you to stick around. Tom, go ahead. You're on the mark.
3: Yeah, I got a statistic
1: here that I saw that showed you just how bad this virus is. And this was today, and this was written on April 30th, so it's even behind. But today, New York, the state of New York had 23,477 deaths. That was the state of New York on April 30th. In, in, in 2017, this was for a whole year, for 12 months, there were 4,567 <laughs> New York residents died from the flu and, com- and pneumonia combined.
0: Well, yeah, they 4, had a thousand, real pandemic going in New York.
1: 4,587 in a whole year with the flu and pneumonia and 23,477 people died in New York State in seven weeks.
0: That's, that's just that's, the flu, Tom. Come on. Huh? It's just the flu. It's just so, a seasonal I mean, flu.
1: You, you guys come on here and want to open up. Open I, up I, I do not. I'm, to- I'm toying ridiculous. with you. I do I mean, not want this, to open this up. Stuff, this stuff is a killer. I mean, and I. Right. And that's twenty three thousand four hundred and seventy seven people killed with with distancing. Right. What, what would that well, be without distancing? Well, that's
0: not all, all completely true. They they missed the boat for the first two weeks. They didn't distance well, sure and shut down. Well, they missed the
1: boat, but they're doing it now, and it's still and it's still going up. I mean, every state. I don't know any state that's going down. Every one of them is going up. Pennsylvania's over fifty thousand cases now.
3: Boy, and death. how many of them died, Tom? In Pennsylvania? Yeah. How many died? Mm, I don't know.
1: About 1,500? Yeah, 1,500. What were
3: were their conditions? Were Uh, they young and healthy? Were they older and compromised? There we go. Thank you. Thank you, Tom. We're going to have to finish this tomorrow, tomorrow. Please, please,
0: please do call back. Fabulous points. We have open phones scheduled for the whole day tomorrow, so give us a buzz. You've been listening to On the Mark on News Radio 1070, WKOK Sunbury. Thank you so much, Joe. Thank you. This is WKOK Sunbury.